It's Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. And, of course, as always, the phones are open. You can bring up anything that you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Chris. Welcome to the program. Uh, we are going to go actually right into your phone calls because somebody called in just before the show started. And that means, well, we're just going to find out what this person wants to talk about. Uh, he's calling himself KC Masterpiece. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Calling from Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about mask mandates. I know this is kind of a boring old topic. But um, where I work, I work in uh, meat, meat processing, and we're uh, regulated by the USDA. And they have a rule that if in the county that the facility is in has a high enough transmission rate, then they mandate that all the employees have to wear masks. Oh, God. And they put that into place today, and we had to wear masks for uh, months. So it was, like, really frustrating mm. They have to wear masks again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's like really any answers. I just want to like raise awareness that they're still doing this to people. They're so you're saying this is a masks. corporate mandate? Well, no, this, this is a USDA, USDA mandate, so it's oh, a I'm government sorry. mandate. Government, yeah, regulatory. Government. Government. Yeah. Wow, that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah you it know, really like, you know, is. They're over it, they forgot about COVID. You know, it's an old thing, but yeah. But now we're stuck 12 hours a day with a mask in my face again. And there's no uh, exemption. There's no medical exemption option. I'm going to look into it, but it doesn't look good. Yeah. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah, that really yeah. is. I mean, COVID has pretty much turned into a nothing burger, um, you know, with the uh, with the uh, new Omicron variant that uh, has extremely mild symptoms and delivers good, uh, good protection. It's basically nature's vaccine. Um and and for them to be masking people against this is absolutely insur- absurd. There's so many more important things to be worried about than COVID mm-hmm. these days. Agreed. Uh, obviously, working in manufacturing can be fairly lucrative as far as the pay scale is concerned. Is that one of the reasons why you don't want to leave and go get work somewhere else? Because I hear a lot of places are hiring. Yeah, you know, I consider that, you know, I'm really happy with my job. I like the people I work with. They treat me well. They pay me well. And, you know, it's not them doing this. It's, mm. you know, it's the government who's making them do it. So, you know, I cannot really be mad at my employer. And, you know, a mask is, it's you know, it's frustrating, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, mm. It just, you know, it doesn't make any sense at this point. And I just, you know, I think most mandates that the federal government had have been, you know, mm. overruled in one way or another as planes and everything else. But, I kind of know if anyone even knows that the USJ is still requiring us in places. Wow. So. Yeah, the thing about the about the employer, um, you know, unlike humans, businesses actually do have some level of political power, and so one thing that militates in favor of quitting jobs that become uh, uncomfortable because of the government 
is if they start losing good employees, businesses might actually stand up and go to bat for their employees uh, when the government makes irrational demands of them Mm. because they're going to start thinking, hey, we can't let this happen or we're going to lose good people to other industries. I mean, you know, nobody that might happen, but at the same time, it's probably just going to result in the business getting fined. So, I mean, I don't know if that's going to help you know, in the scheme of it, in terms of actually fighting back against the government itself, although I, I'm not saying well, they shouldn't I'm, do it, I'm just what saying. What I'm talking about is is in, is it in, would encourage the business to defend the employees uh, in, indirectly by when the government starts talking about doing these stupid things. The business then has an incentive to say, hey, yeah, I mean, wait a minute, don't do that. It, we can't lose any you know, employees. I, unfortunately, it's it's one of these situations where I think, you know, there's harm one way or no matter how, no matter what happens, there's going to be harm. You know, either your your employees are going to get harmed or your business is going to get harmed. It's just something something is going to happen. And I don't necessarily know that that as much as I would like to think that that might help fight back against this government, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and these regulators. I don't necessarily know if it actually would help. Yeah, I mean, it it may not. Uh, Biden seems intent on turning the American economy into a kamikaze mission. Um, <laughs> Didn't you already do that? I mean, uh, uh, yeah, have you looked well, at inflation they're in lately? The plane, they're in the air, but they haven't yet hit the ship, which is when things really get ugly. KC, thanks for bringing that up tonight, yeah, pretty man. bad. I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Since you mentioned Joe Biden, uh, I actually have a clip relating to the economy and uh, what he had to say today after the Let's new, go, Brandon. After the new inflation numbers <laughs> came out, which we'll share with you here in a moment. Today's inflation report confirmed what Americans already know. Putin's price hike is hitting America hard. <laughs> Biden's <Yeah>. price hike. <laughs> well, it's not just Biden. I mean, uh, they were printing out those trillions during uh, Trump. So, did, I mean, it's the it's Yeah, okay. and the government. person who should have been yelling about it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Did I just, did I hear him correctly? Did he say Putin's that's price hike? That's right. Yeah, let's play it again yeah. for you. Oh, report. yeah, that's, wow. that's their favorite lie these days. Wow. They, uh, they blame everything on Putin uh, and the war in, in the Ukraine, which, you know, seems oh, wow. to be no more than an I mean, excuse to pay back that's, the ukrainians for the millions they gave his son that's hilarious given that it's the united states leading the charge it's literally the president leading the charge against russia and the and the um uh what not blockades uh you know basically basically all all of the sanctions are mm-hmm. the u.s are being led by the united states so any effect that has like for example on you know crop uh crops not being exported from russia yep. or oil not being exported from mm-hmm. russia i mean this is all because of that's right yeah. <laughs> hey, well then the other thing is if the worst thing that biden could think of to do with russia was cutting off their oil pipeline who was he punishing when he cut off our oil pipeline Uh, You know, we could have a pipeline. That means more efficient delivery. That means lower lower prices. prices, But we're using less efficient means because these morons demand it. Confirm what Americans already know. Putin's price hike is hitting America hard. (laughs) Gas prices at the pump. Energy and food prices account for half of the monthly price increases since May. Inflation outside of energy and food, what the economists call core inflation, moderated the last two months. Not enough, but it moderated. It's come down. 
and we needed to come down much more quickly. Yeah, this this distinction between core inflation and not core inflation is nonsense. the The reality is, inflation is everywhere and always, as 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 Milton Friedman put it, a monetary phenomena. Okay, so if people sp- are spending more on gas. Th- then they're going to spend less on other things. But that doesn't mean inflation is coming down. It means it's shifting. Inflation is not the grade school creamy model that people imagine. Inflation is chunky. It, 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 and, and those chunks are economic, uh, economic distortions. Uh, that are created in the economy that serve no purpose except reacting to inflation. According to CNBC's report, the Consumer Price Index, which is the number that most people are looking at here, uh, one of the numbers, it's the main one, it rose 8.6% in May compared to a year ago, from a year ago, which is the highest increase since December of 1981. So it has been, mm. it is the highest it has been in 40 plus years i mean and and this is on cooked books right because the inflation numbers are a lie from the beginning to to the end they always have been because the whole model is intentionally cherry-picked to Mm -hmm. hide the reality of inflation which is what it purports to show right i mean isn't this the number that we're talking about like they aim for two to three they say they aim for two to three percent yeah that's what i thought i mean that's that's a huge uh number relative to to what they they aim for and i put that aim for in quotes 4x and what they aim for is for the value of your wages to be constantly dropping every year. That's the best case scenario for these idiots. There's more coming up here in moments. Uh, you're welcome to share your thoughts on inflation. we got the latest as you pointed out, manipulated numbers. More coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You can go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You do need to get some of the basic concepts down I would recommend before you decide to get in with uh, any kind of an investment into cryptocurrency, there is a little bit of a learning curve, but it's uh, it's not as bad as you think it is. Just got to get some basic ideas down. Go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can begin your odyssey into the world of cryptocurrency. If you're ready to get uh, more news info about crypto, then go to their news site over at News.Bitcoin.com, and you'll find that there every single day. That's News.Bitcoin.com. Uh, as we continue here, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. Gigi is on the line in South Carolina. Uh, Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. For, for all of your listeners out there who are passionate about civil liberties and constitutional rights, such as I am, and the entire hosts are, as I know all of you are, the Supreme Court had a verdict today which I feel personally is exceedingly frightening. God bless those six conservative justices. A case came up from Washington State regarding the Fourth Amendment, 
specifically focusing upon excessive force pertaining to search and seizure with regard specifically to Border Patrol, saying that, in their opinion, national and security, pardon me, national security and immigration fall under the heading, and therefore excessive force is kosher. God help us. Use yeah. of excessive force in apprehending the Blues Brothers mm-hmm. has been approved. Yeah, we talked yes. about this actually yesterday uh, on the show. As you said, it was a 6-3 decision, and basically yes. what they said was this uh, owner of a, I think it was a bed and breakfast on the border of That's right. Right Washington on the State border. and Canada, uh, who was suing, attempting to sue the Border Patrol for roughing him up and uh, what else? He, and they, roughing oh, up searching. the property yeah. within his property. Right, they searched his uh, his property without a warrant. Uh, and he's and the court said no, you can't sue. Uh, he's you know these agents are immune from lawsuit. That need we need to have if you want to be able to sue the border patrol, then Congress would have to create a, uh, a cause of action in order for you to be able to do that. So nope, you can't sue them. Gotta love an agency that that openly says we have the right to rob, rape, murder, destroy your property, do whatever you want to us to you. Because we're the government. They think they own us. And nothing is going to convince them otherwise but actually fighting back. Yeah, I so mean, more and more your civ- civil liberties and constitutionally guaranteed rights are being eroded. Be aware, everybody. Thank you, Gigi, uh, for the call tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. The, the only solution here is, uh, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think violence is going to be the answer, but uh, I think that secession would certainly be a big step in the right direction. Now, that's not to say that the New Hampshire state government won't go as insane with their law enforcers, but at least, you know, we know where uh, Governor Sununu lives. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm well, not suggesting they know where Brett Kavanaugh lives too. Yeah, I'm not suggesting <laughs> violence or anything like that, but we've had many a protest out in front of uh, Sununu's home. In fact, I think you saw some news today, Chris, that some of the protesters at a uh, an event Sununu was at, where nine people were arrested, may have their charges dropped uh, in the near it, future. Yeah, it, so- it sounds I like that might happen, no, um, not yet. but it hasn't happened yet. But there's no basis according to them. Although, as I understand it, it's. You know, what he actually said was um, charges, I guess there was another investigation, and charges won't be brought is more along the lines of what it is, oh. not that the other charges won't be dropped. So those Okay, because the way the headlines pursuing. are making it sound is like they're going to get rid of the existing charges, but that I have not yet that's seen that that's not the case. my understanding yeah. of it, and this, and I've spoken with people directly involved, so... Yeah. It's getting passed around, though, yeah. as the, the headlines sound, if you just take the headline at its face value, it sounds like they're going to get rid of the charges off the so-called New Hampshire 9, but I've not yet seen them actually saying they were going to do that, that they weren't going to bring further charges for a different uh, occurrence. Yeah, because they were talking saying. about... I, I, I actually forgot that they had been talking about and threatening char- like a, more charges... Well, they did bring more charges against the New Hampshire Knights. So what you're confused about, nobody, is the people who won their cases in regards to the governor are the people who are protesting, quote-unquote, picketing outside of the governor's house. Every one Mm. of those picketing charges, the defendants have been found not guilty. So, so far, eight of the nine have gone to trial on that, and all eight of them 
were found not guilty. So that's what you were thinking of. Okay. What we're talking about is the nine people who were arrested because the ticket, the uh, pickets were just tickets. Not, like eight out of nine of them were just tickets, uh-huh. uh, and only one guy got arrested. The guy that got arrested, by the way, also found not guilty of the a few different charges they hit him with. That was uh, our mm-hmm. friend Skyler. And uh, so that the people who we are talking about here are the New Hampshire nine. Those were the people that were at the council meeting that the governor was at and got arrested for one lady said amen uh, after they did the Pledge of Allegiance. She got arrested and then uh, Frank was arrested for her just, I guess, for being Frank, our, our friend uh, Frank, a.k.a. Well, Footloose. And the interesting thing about that is they actually dragged him to the back. Before right. he had said anything, Correct. so what are the basis? What's the basis of pulling him aside to arrest him? Who knows? And then the basis of the arrest is him saying something. Yeah, it's a really fishy it, case. It's very, very bizarre. Like it makes absolutely no sense. And then they proceeded to arrest a seventy-year-old woman and several other people who kind of stood up and spoke out. As yeah, the cops well, were wrongfully and, arresting people. And one person, it sounds like they didn't even grab the right person. And it's like, okay. And they just grabbed like, whoever they could. Yeah, I mean, you it's know? they just they grabbed a random person. They were person. prepared to arrest a third of that room. Well, terrorists don't really worry that much about who they're targeting. They sure. just want to make sure that somebody is harmed so the rest of the herd will be afraid. That's right. Yep, beat them in the line. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the program, you can do that. Uh, the whole Border Patrol situation is, was a really sad story because the guy who was targeted by the Border Patrol was actually a snitch. So it's hard to feel bad for him <laughs> because he was actually ratting out yeah. his own customers. Snitches get ditches, and yeah. that's what they deserve. <laughs> yeah, but it's still not a good precedent that uh, that was set in the case because it, it did basically back up the Border Patrol, um, shaking this guy down and uh, essentially yeah. searching his property without a warrant and roughing him up. I mean, yeah, so I think, that's what happened. I think a lot of times people don't don't understand that, yes, sometimes it's better that bad people, so to speak, you know, get off because the alternative is bad precedent, which is even worse for everybody. That's what they mean when they say hard cases make bad law. Yeah. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, speaking of numbers, we've got the uh, the details on the consumer price index at 8.6%. Last month, there was all this celebration from within the federal government that the number went down from 8.5%. So it was 85 So things were getting worse slower. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, it was 85 in March. It was then 8.3 in April, and that's what all the celebration was. Like, whoa, it's going down, and now it's back up to now 8.6 in the month of May. Uh, There's more coming up here at 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Bring up what you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. 
also want to make sure you know about the upcoming events in July. It's Freedom Fest. Freedom Fest is back in Vegas after taking a year off from Vegas to go and hold the event last year. I think it was in uh, South Dakota. Because there's no freedom in Vegas. Well, that's true. But there is Freedom Fest. And uh, it is the world's largest gathering of free minds, that they, so they claim. Although, I don't know, um, Porkfest is going to give that a run for its money on that claim. Porkfest, I believe, hit a record of 3,000 tickets sold this year. It is a sellout event at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But you can still get tickets for Freedom Fest. July 13th through the 16th, there will be thousands of people uh, at Freedom Fest in Vegas. It will be happening uh, let's see, uh, freedomfest.com is where you can get the tickets. You can use code FTL50, that's FTL50, uh, to get $50 off their regular rate. And uh, it's happening at the Mirage in Vegas. There will be a variety of things to do there. It's a four-day conference, big debates, world-class speakers, uh, film festivals, social events, the trade show for liberty, and more. Speakers include John Cleese. Ben Stein, Steve Forbes, Senator Rand Paul, Glenn Beck, Spike Cohen, Justin Amash, and many more. You can go to freedomfest.com to learn more about the event. They're calling the event Turning the Tide this year. And they'll be discussing everything from Bitcoin to gold, economics, politics, the Constitution, philosophy, science, technology, vaccines, education, and more. You can go to freedomfest.com. Use code FTL50 and save 50 bucks as we go to your phone calls and thoughts. Tom is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom. I filed this morning in Concord. Oh? I'm running as a Republican for U.S. Congress in the 1st Congressional District. I oh. live in the 2nd Congressional District, but you can do that for that one office, U.S. House. You don't have to live in the district. You only have to live really? in the state. Yes. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that uh, detail. So why did you choose to file in a district in which you were not living? Because Matt Mowers is running as a Republican, and he's a Trump supporter, and people need somebody who's not a Trump supporter that they can vote for. Mm. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, you got the, the only thing Biden had going for him is that he's not Trump. And the only thing Trump had going for him is he's not Biden. I mean, people vote for uh, one because the other is even worse. I figure, how about let's get a candidate who actually wants the United States of America to become a free country with liberty and justice for all? Well, you know that's that's never going to happen. Well, uh, see, it took a bloody war just to emancipate the slaves in some states. And the war wasn't started. It didn't really that, need to happen that way, though. I mean, slavery was eliminated in the rest of the world without any conflict uh, as far as wars are concerned. It's pretty much exclusive to the United States. Now, but it, it took a war because so many crazy people kept voting wrong. Now, imagine what it's going to take to open the border. No, it took to a war because uh, because Abraham Lincoln wanted to keep the states together in the Union. I mean, that's ultimately what the Civil War was about. It was about secession, but then he yeah. turned, uh, quote, the moment came when I felt that slavery must die, that the nation might live, unquote. Yeah, he would have done so, anything at all to keep the union together. If he could have kept slavery and kept the union together, he would have done that, too. The dude was a racist. That's a direct quote. Yeah. Now, uh, see, Tom, you entered because- a race here. I'm looking here at the filings. I've been eyeballing them over the last few days. For listeners that don't know, what he's referring to is it's the filing period in New Hampshire has been going on for the last several, uh, well, I guess, 10, 10 business days at this point. 
and uh, you filed in a race where there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten candidates. So you've got quite a bit of competition out there. Yeah, but I'm the one that doesn't support Trump. I don't know how many of them are ones that do support Trump, and they need somebody not only who uh, isn't Trump and isn't a Trump supporter. I'm a Ron Paul supporter. I uh, I got my campaign websites uh, I, you know, tweaked up a little bit here. But, you see, we need somebody who wants to open the borders, who wants mm. to legalize all drugs, who wants to abolish public school and school taxes right. and abolish all the zoning restrictions. And Congress cannot do all of that by itself. But Well, I'm glad uh, you didn't file in the District 2 race because then you would have been filing against Lily Tang Williams, who is a, a great libertarian activist mm-hmm. and Free State Project mover and so we do actually have some pretty good options on the republican side and it sounds like they may uh you know some of the libertarians if they know you're out there they might vote for you thank you for the call tonight and willie tang is getting some uh some national, national. attention really and uh, has been yeah she was on fox news and she was um, getting that attention before she ran for office by the way because she's been uh noteworthy for her escape from china and mm-hmm. so whenever they want to have somebody on to talk about how bad how bad china uh mm-hmm. is she's the go-to girl for that. And and it certainly is bad. It's worse now than uh, it's been in quite a long time, too. I mean, it's just what the folks in uh, Shanghai and, of course, the Uyghur Muslims have been going through mm-hmm. is absolutely uh, terrifying. Yeah, I mean, they they is you know t- oppression and lockdowns. They put a whole new spin on it with uh, COVID yeah. here, um, and they haven't let up. <laughs> yeah, so twenty five million <laughs> locked up for nothing in Shanghai. People jumping off buildings. Uh, the 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 night is filled with the sound Horrors. of people just screaming yeah. for no well not for no reason out of their apartments because they've because been they locked leave. up for no yeah. reason. Uh, they're supposedly quote unquote opening up parts of the city now in Shanghai after something like nearly ninety days wow. of intense lockdowns, but it's not the entire city; it's different sections or whatever. Zero uh, COVID. Oh, I, I heard they uh, opened up and then they locked down right away again. Some of them, some of the places. I mean, we don't know. Or some we, parts of the city. Yeah, all we know down. is what we hear from people that are. This is true. There. It's true. But yeah, so it is campaign season. New Hampshire, by the way, for listeners that don't know, every two years the entire New Hampshire government uh, gets, you know, is up for replacement, which doesn't happen in a lot of places. Usually, those people are in there for four years in in most states. But here, the the governor, every New Hampshire Senate seat, every New Hampshire House of Representatives seat, and there's four hundred of them. They all get the opportunity to get switched out. Uh, so it's like you barely have time to breathe. Uh, you know, before you're running for uh, for re-election, if you if you did manage to get elected in New Hampshire, and any unlike anywhere else in the country, there are actually libertarians uh, getting elected. Yes, they're, they're getting elected as as Democrats and Republicans, mostly mostly Republicans. Republicans. Um, but, but I hear there might be some uh, silent Democrat candidates on the ballot this time around. Oh, good. Uh, I don't know how many. I don't know who they are. I don't recognize all the names, but you know, it is it is fun to look at the filings and see. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. As you go down the list, there's so many people, uh, and we don't we only know a fraction of the number of free staters here in the state. So you know, there's way mm-hmm. more on this list than what we might be able to recognize. 
But there's a ton of them. And, uh, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats, they don't like it. Some of them don't like it that the free staters are running in their elections. But as I pointed mm-hmm. out recently, they shouldn't have rigged the game so that yep. only Democrats and Republicans can compete. Exactly. Yeah. There was an article that uh, Damian Fisher over at New Hampshire Journal wrote about my filing for uh, to get my uh, ankle monitor removed. And he also mentions that I'm running for state Senate here. Uh, and, uh, and I pointed out, quote, as you may know, New Hampshire's ballot access laws make it difficult to run as a third party. Running as a libertarian would cost many hours of gathering 700 valid signatures. And you probably got to shoot for 1,500 as they will try to disqualify them. Whereas running for New Hampshire Senate as a major party is only $10. If the parties ever make ballot access equal for smaller parties, then perhaps fewer libertarians will run under the major's labels. I understand mm-hmm. some of the parties are frustrated by the infiltration of libertarians, but they did it to themselves by keeping the third parties off the ballot yeah and and the reality is the game the game is the rules of the game so if they rig the rules then right or wrong don't come into it the rules of the game are the rules of the game yep. they made the rules of the game and we need to beat them by any means necessary absolutely And I hope that it comes to the point where we see free staters on all sides of an election more often. It has happened on a rare occasion in the past where the Democrat, the Republican, and the Libertarian uh, are all free staters running in uh, in various different races. We're going to get there. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The phones are open and you can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether you want to comment on the inflation or the so-called Putin's price hike, as Joe Biden is referring to it, which of course is ridiculous. But again, you're welcome to bring up anything you want here at 603-283-6160. Also... I uh, want to say thank you to Scott Hughes, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS Patreon. You can join that over at amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, Scott's doing gold level, which means he's doing at least 10 bucks a month. So thank you for that, Scott. And uh, if you want to join him, you can help us spread the ideas of liberty. And you can help us advertise, market, promote, and support. That's what AMPS stands for. amps.freetalklive.com will get you to our Patreon page where you can sign up with your credit card, debit card, your PayPal That's amps.freetalklive.com. Here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We're going to continue here. Uh, The news is official as far as the numbers. The CPI at uh, the inflation rate is measured by the government, which, as you pointed out, nobody is highly manipulated. So you can figure that this is the bare, bare minimum. You can imagine that the inflation is much higher, probably in the double digits somewhere. We just don't know exactly where. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they say that the numbers have gone to 8.6%, which is the highest in recent memory. It's the highest in 40 years, as a matter of fact, according to the statistics. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Consumer Price Index is a wide-ranging measure of goods and services increased over what the Dow Jones estimated. Uh, Dow Jones said it was going to be 8.3. It turned out to be 8.6. And the so-called core CPI, which is uh, then excluding food and energy prices, was up 6%, which was higher than estimated as well. So even though Biden was trying to play that number down, uh, it's still up compared to what they were expecting. 
And the thing that people don't realize, inflation is a purely artificial concept. In, uh, in, in, a, in a free market economy, the, uh, the monetary medium is always going to be a commodity. Okay, and the thing about a commodity is when you use a commodity as currency, it's impossible to have inflation because inflation is a general rise of of uh, of prices. And what's well, a rise in supply of money as far as the government is concerned? Um, it's it's caused by uh, by an, by an increase in, in the money supply. That is what, um, as I understand it, inflation is, and then you see price increases as a mm-hmm. uh, symptom of inflation. Yeah, that's that's something. That's how they put it in the Austrian school mm-hmm. specifically. Um, it's not necessarily generally accepted. I know that's that a problem. That's, that that's the definition, right? The government um, uh, government economics classes are, and everybody in the mainstream media always says that inflation is an increase in prices. But that's mm-hmm. just what happens when inflation occurs, which is an increase in the money supply. Because then you have mm-hmm. the a larger amount of money chasing the same amount, or in some cases, fewer goods. So of mm-hmm. course, prices go up. Yeah, right. and and it's impossible in for there to be a general rise in prices when your when your monetary uh, when your money is a commodity, and mm-hmm. and Adam Smith actually illustrated this very well with an anecdote about Spain uh, during the fifteen and sixteen hundreds. A lot of gold was. Um, was imported into Spain from the New World. Okay. Um, and remember, The Wealth of Nations was written in 1776. So, and basically in Spain, it was against the law to export gold and silver. Hmm. Uh, they thought the well-being of the nation was based on the amount of gold and silver that was there. So basically, the the gold and silver were piling up in Spain and... Uh, and uh, Adam Smith said, "Imagine if we treated other metals um, that way, much to the uh, to the supplement of the pots and pans of the nation." Um, hmm. But basically, so because the monetary instrument was also a commodity, people just started consuming it. They started making uh, plates and bowls out of gold hmm. because why not? And and that's that's the that's a distinction when your money is a uh, is a commodity. It's useful for other. You things. can consume the commodity, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, and so effectively, the price of that commodity falls uh, as when, it's being consumed. Uh, well, it rises as it uh, it falls when the amount of it. Is increased, increased like the importation of gold and silver into Spain, but then by consuming that commodity, you can then cause the uh, cause the the value to to rise again, or mm. the, or the price price of it to rise again. So you cannot have inflation without an artificial money supply, and that is created, of course, by the central banks of the world. At this time, and uh, that is something that definitely needs to end. But of course, 
we're never going to see the end of the Federal Reserve until the entire federal government, I think, comes crashing down. And then some, yeah. people, some people would say that's coming soon. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it is. Well, as, as Jim Morrison said, I don't know what's going to happen, man, but I know this. I'm going to get my kicks before the whole S-house goes up in flames. <laughs> Speaking of going up in flames, of course, uh, fuel prices are at record highs. Uh, New Hampshire's fuel price average just about crossed, I think just crossed $5. Uh, the pump out down the street here is at wow. four ninety nine right now for, uh, for regular. If New Hampshire's at 5 what's California doing? It's much higher. Twice that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think really? They didn't quite, well, it depends on where you go. Uh, Matt, our co-host on yeah. Thursday nights, was out there recently uh, yeah, and traveling in the, uh, up and down the coast. He said he was seeing six and a half, seven, somewhere in that range. But then again, that was a week, a week or two ago yeah. at this point, so... Uh, and, and some gas stations are closer to eight, nine, ten, depending on what area of California. Right, right, sure. right. So, uh, but according to the story here, the uh, it was absolutely shameful to see people like the uh, congressman from uh, from Michigan saying, "Well, I don't worry about gas tech uh, gas prices because I drive a Tesla." And it's like, yeah, that's because you got rich robbing mm-hmm. us. Yep. You the know, rest of us can't drive Teslas. You know, what's also interesting is I think that might be that might possibly be after. I think they were talking about eliminating or reducing the tax on gas in California, mm. which is if if they did that, then that it would come down quite a bit. Then it's case. yeah, isn't but, it sixty five cents a gallon or something like that? Something like that. Level? But I'm just wondering if they've already done that or if it's know. if it's now it's something they're just one. talking about doing. Yeah, well, but I'm just thinking if they have done that already, then they're that's, talking about doing that in California. I think it was, yeah, if I recall correctly, yeah, I because the prices temporary. were so high. I bet if they do it, it'll only be oh, like for a sure. one week break or probably something like that. probably temporary. But nonetheless it's just if they that's why i'm just curious the I mean, nice if they've already thing done about it that is it would expose very graphically the amount of damage done by the government if those right. gas taxes went away and then came back the the government makes um you know in some places over a dollar off every a uh, gallon of gas that you buy, the wow. gas companies make seven cents a gallon on average. That's the actual profit. It's insane. Wow. So, the, the, so let me get this straight. You're saying the government makes more money than the on the companies. gas than the gas companies. Yep. Yeah. Well, that that seems fair because they did absolutely nothing, nothing. but obstruct the process of producing it. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. this. You know, on the one hand, this doesn't surprise me, but on the other hand. I wasn't aware of the tax, like the amount of tax on gas being so high that it far exceeds the oh, gas yeah. station's profits. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was shocked when I found out how how low the uh, the profits were, and and that's the thing is Marxists assume that like ninety percent hmm. of the price you pay goes to profit, and that's almost never the case. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they did cut it, Chris. Because I'm on GasBuddy.com right now, looking at California, and I'm seeing prices that are, 
you know, lower than I expected. Five dollars and fifty-five cents in Rancho Cordova, five seventy in Los Angeles. So below six bucks in some places. In yeah, but they, but they did so they cut must it. Have. Uh, wow. You know, nobody. Um, I, I have a, a little bit of an idea on like what the profit margins are on some of this stuff. So it actually varies a lot depending on the business. Um, mm-hmm. Some items, it's there's like no profit in it. Like I can, I, my company is a good example of this. So like we sell computers, but we don't really make any money on computers. But the accessories, there could be anywhere between like a fifty percent markup all the way up to like nine hundred percent or something ridiculous. Um, but it depends on what it is. But usually that nine hundred percent is like on something that's really really inexpensive because you got to make your money somewhere ultimately. So you're not necessarily making right. that much money on it. But it perceptionally, uh, percentage wise, it, it does sound like a lot. We got more coming up. If you want to weigh in on the inflation and how it's hitting home, you're welcome to share your thoughts in hour two coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join us here, we're kicking off the second hour of the show. We're talking about the latest inflation numbers, now at a record high in the last 40 years. Uh, if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us at 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have there, including our social media platform, which we run. It's on our server. It's a Mastodon-based system. That means it's open source, self-hosted, and federated. So it's connected with other Mastodons all around the planet. That means if you're already on Mastodon, you can follow any of the accounts on our system. And uh, vice versa. It's a pretty cool uh, setup. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners and some of the hosts over at social.freetalklive.com. That's social.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to the phones to your calls and thoughts. Olivia is in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Olivia. Hey, so I wanted to address that caller real quick before I get to inflation. The one who was acting like Abraham Lincoln was some kind of loving uh, hero to the African-Americans. Like you and nobody said, he he literally said in a letter to Horace Greeley, if I could save the Union without freeing any slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would do that. And he also, uh, when a Union officer asked for help to feed and assist freed slaves, Abraham Lincoln told them that they were uh, freed men now, let them root hog or die. So they were on their own. Mm. Um, Yeah, you know... he was also uh, actively working to deport a lot of them to Liberia. They everybody always forgets that Lincoln did not free the slaves um, the way that it is. 
He didn't free a single slave. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is is told. Um, they base what he did was he for for uh, military reasons. He said all the southern slaves or the not, right. not even southern, but um the conservative uh, uh, confederacy. Yeah. Slaves of the Confederacy were freed, but the northern slaves, which did exist, they were not freed because they were not part of the Confederacy. So the war wasn't, I mean, to say that the war... It was by definition a proclamation that was effective only where it was ineffective. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like like this whole idea that, you know, the slavery, like the whole war was over slavery, I I think is a little bit misleading. I'm not saying it's... propaganda. Yeah, I'm not saying that, like, it wasn't an aspect, but... It was over slavery. I mean, if you... if you read the documents that that the southern states put in when they seceded, yeah, every single one of them says this is because of slavery. Um, so there's so that that dog won't hunt, and yeah, and I think it's, people it's a err bit. when they when they push too hard on it. The the bottom line yeah. is, but that's not the reason for the war. Um, well, no, the reason, the reason for, for the secession, war one of them. is that. The northern states wanted uh, wanted control over the southern states. So basically, Abraham they Lincoln. wanted to enslave the slavers. Yeah. Well, specifically, Abraham Lincoln wanted uh, control, right? And yes. the, the war was not only just about slavery, because that was one reason, but also yeah. taxation. And uh, there were some other issues, if I you know, uh, Yeah, and the taxation was, was what... Uh, was what the North wanted to preserve. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem like you know it's it's interesting about this because it doesn't seem like either uh, you know the right or the left I guess really has an accurate depiction of what happened. They both cherry pick yeah. the parts of reality they love that Lincoln. suits them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Olivia, what else? Oh well, just on that subject, um, you know, ninety five percent of Southerners didn't own slaves. They were far too poor. They had mm. kids, and mm. ten years before the South seceded. Um, there was something called the Palmetto Movement in South Carolina where women would sew palmetto buds to their clothes. It was in protest with the taxes because the North was keeping putting these huge like 40% tariffs on farmers who don't make that much anyways, and they were keeping all the money in the North. They weren't sending it south, so that was part of it. But as far as inflation goes, um, I, I posted this picture to, to Mastodon um, around my town. Somebody's been putting these Biden stickers on the gasoline pumps. Have you seen those? <laughs> the I did that price. sticker. Oh yeah, yes. I've seen that. I've seen it. Yeah. So that's that's been enjoyable actually today. So I wanted to share this. I work at Ross Dress for Lust, and mm-hmm. I work as a uh, the morning stock. So we take the stuff that's off the truck and we put it out. Yep. So it's dependent on how how much we get to work, how many hours we get to work is dependent on how big the trucks are, and they've sure. been pretty small. And the managers are actually worried that people are going to start calling out because mm-hmm. it's just not worth it to waste the gasoline to drive right. there for a couple of hours. Right. For like a couple of hours, these little trucks, but we're not getting stuff because nobody's buying it. The store is jam-packed with things, and we just don't have very many people buying right now. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess if uh, fewer people show up, that means the people that do show up are going to have to take longer to unload the truck, so they'll get, <laughs> they'll get <laughs> yeah, the that, extra hours. Rebalance yeah, the problem will solve itself. <laughs> Uh, Olivia, thanks for calling and sharing the story tonight. I appreciate it. The, the number here is 603-283-6160. There was a story last night, I guess, that Joa brought in that the police in uh, some part of Michigan, I don't remember if it was Detroit area or whatever, but uh, they've already gotten to 97% of their gas budget with three more months left in the fiscal year. So uh, 
even the uh, the gas prices are hitting the government agencies too. Well, well they'll just steal more from you, they so will, yeah. it will only hit them for a moment. Yeah, that's I mean, true. They'll how raise is property taxes or sales tax I mean, or whatever? They've got a budget, though. I mean, at least temporarily, I would think that they would that would cause a problem. But. That's what he said. Only for the moment. Okay. It will inconvenience oh, okay, them okay. For, a, for a short time. And I said what they'll do is they'll just go start stealing cars from people uh, or stealing <laughs> They you know, do property. do that. Too. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, they do. Um, did you hear about the story where, like, they stole, uh, they used, they, they said, if you buy us, they literally told, they they seized somebody's building. Yeah. And then they said, we will, like, unseize it if you give us or two buy cars. us two cop cars or yep. something. I saw that one. Like what? It what on earth? Like like seriously? That's called like, extortion, I mean, boys and girls. Yep. Can yeah. you say extortion? That's sure. gangland it's, stuff. It's not yeah. even like it, it, it's not even like a facade of like you know taxation. Facade. It's it's it, facade. Yeah. yeah, facade facade of taxation. It's just like outright it's right in your face right in your yep. face the mask is off you are property until you decide you're not well <laughs> i remember from years ago there was a story in uh southwest florida where i'm from in manatee county that this claim was and i heard this from you know reliable sources that the cops were stopping people uh in, in a vehicle they would find some drugs because it's not that hard. They could plant it if they In wanted quotes, to. right? Right. Uh, but yeah, you're going to find drugs. You stop enough people, right? And then they would take the vehicle from the person and or proceed to arrest them and then tell them if they would just sign this form. Oh, yeah. If you... It will, mm. Oh, yeah. It looks like you got enough for a felony possession here, son. How about this? We'll go ahead and drop the felony charge and we'll let you walk home. All you got to do is just sign over ownership of your car. It's and not crazy. your ass they, they want, it's your asset. Yeah. yeah. And guess how many people, I mean, how many people would take that deal? A lot of them, right? Because oh, you, yeah. lo- you just have them drop a felony charge. You otherwise would be going to Florida prison uh, for three to seven years the, or something. Otherwise you become part of the genocide. And, and, and that's what the war on drugs and, was. And yeah. the crazy thing is the lawyers are going to probably cost yeah. more than the car. Than the car. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's how they were doing it, and then they can do the same thing now. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Sarah is on the line in New uh, Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So we um, there's a crosswalk between these two arroyos where the walk paths are, and so we're going to get a, a raised crosswalk. They're, like they're kind of like a speed bump, but it's smoother. So it's not like a full-on speed bump, but it's a hunt. Ooh, that's <laughs> better than Liberty. <laughs> but I mean, uh, but, uh, but Sarah do does any- not care about freedom. That's for sure. She'll tax anybody anywhere to make her roads uh, the way she wants them to be. But she won't do a lick of work to own some money that can be taxed. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, the thing about it is that, but the, this hump is not extortion. Nobody's getting money out of them. It's just that somebody's paying for work. it. Yeah, but everybody. Everything has to pay for the government guys. says is a lie, and everything they have is stolen. Well, you bet. You guys benefit from it. You guys got. I don't benefit from it. I'll well, tell you, you what. I would benefit the- from is being free. That's what I would benefit from. No doubt. Thank That's you for the a call, nice stream you got there, nobody. I love it. Uh, there's more coming up. You can share your thoughts with us at 603-283-6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. More coming up. Join us. 
here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Lots of features are free there. Uh, unlike a lot of radio show websites where they want to charge you, you can just go and enjoy archives and more all over at freetalklive.com. Plus, Freedoms Phoenix, your uh, source for all news, economic, government overreach, Insane government spending and more. You can get today's headlines in one place and from a fresh libertarian perspective at freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. It's Ian Nobody and Chris uh, here on the show tonight. We were talking about the official government numbers for what's called the CPI, uh, the price index, core, um, not the core, but... Or as I like to call it, the CP lie. Consumer, that's it. Consumer price index. <laughs> uh, up at a record in the last 40 years. The last time it was this high was December of 1981. And, uh, you know, the, the government gang would love for you to believe that it's, oh, yeah, it's going to turn around. It's going to start going down again. And well, maybe it will. But still, uh, you can't trust a single thing that comes out of these people's mouths. As you pointed mm. out, nobody, the government is constantly lying. The state actors, if you will, they're constantly lying to you. you cannot, they cannot be trusted. <laughs> they're trained. I mean, the, these bureaucrats and politicians are literally trained liars, There's, especially in the case of law enforcement. But the yep. good news is for, for the trillions that inflation costs people, the government makes billions so it can waste those billions sending them to the military and Hunter Biden can get millions. Forty billion or was it forty <laughs> was it billion? Forty billion going to uh Ukraine? That was just one little chunk. Yeah. Oh mm. they'll get they'll get more. Yeah. Forty billion here and forty billion there. Pretty soon you're talking about real, real money. money. <laughs> Uh, speaking of real money, the annual gain on energy prices. So in one year, it's gone up 34.6%, according to the numbers. But your Tesla doesn't use energy. Fuel oil <laughs> posted a 16.9% monthly gain, pushing the 12-month surge to over 100%. So 106.7% on the price. That's the last 12 months uh, increase in the price of fuel oil. Shelter costs, which also account for about a third of the weighting in the CPI, rose 0.6 for the last month, which is the fastest one-month gain since March of 2004, and that is a 5.5% 12-month gain, which is the most since February of 1991. And I don't know where they're getting a 5.5% from, because people are seeing... We saw another story, I don't know, five, six weeks ago about how rent for people is going up 30 or 40% when somebody's lease comes up if it's if your yeah. lease has come up in the last year or so uh, a lot of people are seeing their landlord coming back and saying I'm sorry, but I've got to increase your rent 35%. Well, the landlords have been bearing the cost of a lot of people who just refused to pay right. during COVID. And the government and backed those they people up. couldn't evict them. That's right. Well, so you have to pay so parasites can live. And, and that's, I think that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know where those numbers are coming from, but in some places it's way, way higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, I'm know. just cherry picking. There's yeah. some, some areas where it's lower, some areas where it's higher. Yeah, I, I the number, some of the uh, numbers I've, I've heard of, you know, people going from like more than doubling in terms of their rent. Um, wow. Yeah. Time to move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. Where? That's true. They're all probably I'd, I would up. love to pay less, less in rent, but I'm paying 
seven fifty for the cheapest place I could find and getting eaten alive by bugs. Well, that's a that's a good point because you could move out into the woods and pay less, but then you're just going to pay more in gas when you have to go somewhere. That that's actually unbelievable that you're paying seven fifty in rent in Keene. In Keen. unbelievably low, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just for... find such a deal. Uh, well, I I live in a in one room. Uh, that's still good for one room and uh and uh, as i say i'm getting eaten alive by bugs that doesn't sound like much fun well that all. might not be fun but for 750 i mean like 750 like a couple years ago okay but now that's you mm. know that's that's still amazing uh by the way food prices of course continue to climb over 1.2 percent up in the last month bringing the year over year gain to 10, over 10% now in the double digits in the last year. And of course, but you don't need to eat. Hunter Biden needs more crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, the escalating prices mean workers take another pay cut during the month. Real wages, when accounting for inflation, fell 0.6% in April, even though average hourly earnings rose 0.3%. On a 12-month basis, real average hourly earnings Wait, are down 3%. Back up, back up. Yeah. They're, they're taking a pay cut, or they mean figuratively? Figuratively. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. What? Where is meaning that coming that, from? Meaning that workers are not getting a raise fast enough to, oh, to I mean, keep, that, uh, up right, keep up with inflation. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And that yeah. always happens. Well, and, and this yeah. is why this is why I, I justify to myself giving my employees, you know, you know, a bigger paycheck, mm-hmm. um, because it's like, how do you, you know, how do you live on on what you were making yesterday? If the prices of everything are going up, it, it just, it, but on the same token, how harder. do I pay more? And I pay more by increasing the prices, the prices for everything else. Yep. So it's mm-hmm. like, does it really do anybody any good? Yes, it does the bankers good because they get the money for free and get to charge everybody else for the use of it. Oh, no, the bankers are complaining now because the Fed has raised its interest rates. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's close to free still. Uh, yeah, it's they're, they're living at your expense. Yeah. I mean, don't the banks get like the money for free or something and they make the money off of the money that they did loan out? So is it like is it really actually affecting them or is that just kind of like, you know, they're they're making they stuff create, up to act as if they're hurt, hurting when they're not really uh, be, because of the way fractional reserve works. They create the money out of thin air just by making a, a bookkeeping entry. But they have to keep a percentage of what they've created on deposit at the at the Federal Reserve. Yeah, like a really tiny mm-hmm. amount. Yeah, it was when I was taking economics, it was 10 percent. Um, mm. But I know they cut it during the uh, the mortgage crisis, and I don't know if they've raised it again. Airfares up twelve point six percent on the month. Uh, wow! Used vehicle prices up sixteen percent in the last year, and you know this is it's just going to keep getting worse. And and people think when the government gang, you know, Biden gets on a podium and talks about how, oh, well, we're going to bring these numbers down. We're doing everything we can to bring these numbers down, which of course is just a load of crap. But he's not for going, sending billions to the, to the Ukraine. But even if they do bring the numbers down, if they bring the CPI from eight to 7%, well, it's still going up. It's yep. still going up every single month, and that those prices are not coming down anytime uh, I soon. I mean, how are they going to bring it down? Put on, uh, do what they did with Venezuela, where they set caps on on prices, and then and then everybody goes out of business. No, they're talking about bringing in the inflation mm. numbers down. That's so, what Nixon did. Yeah, but how are they printing gonna... less money? Basically, would be. Oh, are you sure that's what they're that? talking about? Because, because Venezuela the just put a cap on how much you could charge for stuff. 
And then the business well, is that's all gonna, Yeah, that's that's a different uh, set of government solutions, which, of course, does what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It destroys uh, the economy in a completely different way. But they could... The sus- good news is the, the price of oil is down to $2 a gallon. The bad news is there isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's price controls for you. Uh, so if you want to weigh in here, you can join us. Uh, there's some good news, though. I want to get into a little bit of cryptocurrency good news plus... Uh, Chris, you've got some international news about Hong Kong. There might be another crackdown coming. We'll talk about that on the way. Of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind here at 603-283-6160 and join us on Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Free Talk Live brought to you by Truth Smacks. It is some delicious trail mix. And uh, nobody, you've been mowing down tonight on some of the Truth Smacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. You like it. Oh, well, I I like it, and I'm a starving activist. <laughs> well, it is uh, very uh, it's excellent tra- trail mix. I like good trail mix, and this is some of the best out there. Uh, it in fact is made with no artificial crap. They are using raw, unadulterated ingredients. Only food as nature intended. It's Suzanne. She's a former- well. It's only raw until they cook it. <laughs> That's true. I don't, I don't know if it's being cooked, though. Uh, Suzanne, a former English teacher and a longtime truth seeker, recently started her own trail mix brand. She's making it, bagging it, and sealing it herself in a commercial kitchen down in Naples, Florida. She calls it Truth Smacks because there's a heavy dose of truth on the back of every bag. So it's these things are mm-hmm. outreach uh, material, basically. You put this in somebody's hand. And they're inevitably going to absorb some of the ideas that are on this bag. There's It's got some of my favorite quotes on it. Yeah, I asked you to pick a favorite here, and you told me this one. Uh, it's on the back here. I'm, I'm looking at the, the peppermint version. There's two different mm-hmm. flavors. There's peppermint, and then there's the original. I think the same quotes are on both. But uh, this is uh, attributed to Benjamin Franklin. Quote, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on dinner. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. And the way I understand the story is that the original quote was from uh, Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. um, that uh, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for supper. And Thomas Jefferson rejoined with liberty is a well-armed uh, lamb okay. contesting Ooh. the vote. 
So you get a bunch of really great quotes like that on the back of every bag of Truth Smacks. Go to truthsmacks.com slash shop. You can order yours there. Uh, that's truthsmacks.com slash shop. They are uh, spreading truth one delicious morsel at a time. And I hope I get to meet Suzanne. She's going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up here in a couple of weeks. So if you if you haven't had a chance to try these yet, uh, you will have no more excuses because she's going to be there in person. And I'm sure she'll be bringing up a whole <laughs> bunch of Truth Smacks. Truthsmacks.com slash shop. Get yours there. Two different sizes two different flavors and uh they're really great stuff if you think you'll like the peppermint you probably will if you think you aren't into peppermint don't don't bother with it the original's fantastic and you won't be disappointed with that so yeah check it out i think the peppermint's gilding the lily but uh some people like it better mm-hmm. uh the number 603-283-6160 so let's get into a little bit of good news here you know, we were talking about the inflation numbers and all that and there's good news in there's inflation little, no not in right regards to inflation oh. there's <laughs> there's uh good news well uh, there is if you're a bank <laughs> good point well and there might be if you are into cryptocurrency as well because Ooh, you know yeah. a lot of us we don't know what the, the future holds but a lot of us believe that cryptocurrency is going to uh be a good hedge against inflation sort of how gold and silver have been over the years precious metals uh historically have been a good hedge against governments created inflation and there's a good chance that crypto is going to behave in the same way but you know, again we can't predict the future that said there's a story here from protocol.com about a surprising team up a, a surprising agreement between an old money company and a new one so i didn't see this one coming but moneygram is teaming up with stellar now mm. what do you know about stellar well stellar uses a uh, a variant of the byzantine general solution uh, to accomplish uh, um, trustability, which basically the Byzantine general's uh, problem is a is a problem in in AI that uh, that's based on a ruler having um, having generals uh, leading different armies that are surrounding a city. And they're they're all giving reports, but he doesn't trust all of them. So he has Mm -hmm. to find a way to uh, ferret out the truth, even though some of his input is lies. Um, And isn't that something that Bitcoin solved a long time ago before anything uh, else? Well, Bitcoin solves it in by basically saying, well, we're going to at great cost mine mine bitcoin mm-hmm. okay and so in order to defeat um our uh our system you have to spend as much on energy as the rest of us combined and if you can do that that's a that's a 50% attack mm-hmm. um and uh, the the problem is that what you gain by doing a fifty one fifty one percent attack is control of the Bitcoin blockchain. But if people know you that there's a fifty one percent attack going on, the Bitcoin blockchain isn't worth anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it's a it's by definition a pyrrhic victory unless you can hide it. Um, but the solution that Stellar uses is much less energy intensive. Hmm. Um, 
And, and that, is that why the fees are so much lower on Stellar? Uh, it's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a lot of the Bitcoin price and therefore the Bitcoin hype or a lot of the Bitcoin price and therefore the Bitcoin fees is simply because the corporate media pimps it and the corporate media mm-hmm. doesn't sure. pimp other coins. They they want you in the one that Visa and MasterCard control. And Stellar is something that came out, I don't know, some number of years ago. It's It's been around for a while now, and mm-hmm. they've always focused on making cryptocurrency accessible to people and i've always liked the kind of the vision that, that stellar has mm-hmm. even though i don't necessarily care for their uh, they're trying to chum up with some states uh, here mm. and there they're they're well they've they're got not- hooks in their product so that you can use it if you're a regulated institution yes but you don't have to use that's true. the hooks. So what they what they form is kind of a porous border mm-hmm. between the regulated and unregulated economies, and that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I don't think they would put it that way, but yeah, they do some interesting uh, stuff over there. And and so Stellar has come out with this has been kind of in the works for a couple of years now, or maybe like the last year, because it was about a year ago. I had to go and do a search and find out when this news came out. Uh, I was out of jail at the time. You were still in. But the news had come out uh, in the summer of last year that Stellar was looking to buy MoneyGram. Really? Now, I don't think it went through because I couldn't find any further updates about that deal happening. But they were in talks. Uh, And what they ended up doing was coming to some sort of an arrangement where they are now going to team up in order to make purchasing cryptocurrency easy for people that have cash. Now, we know that there are Bitcoin vending machines, cryptocurrency vending machines in various different parts of the world. There are a few thousand of them, at least here in the United States. There's quite a few. They're becoming quite ubiquitous. Uh, but that said, a lot of times they're charging 10, 15, 20 percent, depending it's on. Because yeah. at any moment, the people operating them can be thrown in prison. Yes, that's that's true. Well, Although, no, I mean, that's I think that's look at the ones that are highly unless, regulated. Unless they're privileged like MoneyGram. Yeah, I'm just thinking like the even the regulated ones are. I, I think they some of the a lot. highest uh, yeah. the price uh, ones are actually the you know the guys charge twenty percent or most of them are regulated. Um, I have yeah. seen eight percent, um, but that's the lowest I've ever seen. And mm. there's only two that I've seen at eight percent. One was a bank that actually was somehow involved in it, and the other was I think uh, the Shire the Shire Free Vending at one point. Yeah, there's now a Bitcoin vending machine in our local Cumbies. Really? Yeah, Cumberland Farms has one. Wow, so we must have like five in Keene now because it seems like a bunch of places. Uh, it's kind of it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, after the FBI raids, <laughs> there's more. We end yeah. up with more. <laughs> well, they have to get the non-privileged people out, right. So that the privileged people can come in and take advantage of you. Yep. So I want to talk more about what's happening here with this uh, partnership between Stellar and MoneyGram, the old money system needing the new world of cryptocurrency. Like I said, I didn't see this coming. The old prediction was that crypto would kill uh, MoneyGram, that crypto would kill, you know, that's what I would have expected. Western Union. Uh, Instead, it looks like MoneyGram saw the light, and we'll uh, we'll Well, talk about it. Over time, it might kill cash, but there's more coming up. It probably will still do that. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free 
Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Also, you can join us in real life at uh, ForkFest, which is coming up. And coming up fast, we're about two weeks away from the beginning of Fork Fest. It's happening June 27th through July 3rd at the beautiful Rogers Campground in the White Mountains of two New Hampshire. Two weeks away from the beginning of Fork Fest? Almost. Just a little over. Two and a half. Wow. Uh, the, the, so Monday, not this Monday, but the following Monday will be the start of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, that's the 20th. And then Fork Fest begins the next week, so the 27th. Uh, it's, it's coming up. Yeah, I've, I've been crazy busy getting ready for these events, so yep, it's going to be a blast. Forkfest.party, it's the sixth year of Forkfest. The Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is the, the granddaddy of these, these festivals, is completely sold out at this point. So if you want to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you have to get a ticket on the secondary market. There's just no other way to do it. Forkfest doesn't have tickets. If you want to attend Forkfest, all you have to do is get your RV site, your camping site, or your motel room from Rogers Campground uh, from any time between June 27th and July 3rd. And there's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than being around other freedom-loving activists here in the Shire. You can go to ForkFest.Party and learn more about the event. And if you love cryptocurrency, there's no better place to be than the uh, the New Hampshire Freedom Festivals this uh, this summer. Because whether you're at the Porcupine Freedom Festival or ForkFest or both, you'll find a wide uh, assortment of vendors that are interested in accepting your crypto and or gold backs from you. People up here love alternatives like this. Yeah, in fact, I think there's some of, some are only taking gold backs in crypto. Really? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we had that last year, and I, I think we might have an increased number of uh, vendors only taking those two options so you you might want to come prepared so we are talking about this new option that appears to be in the market already it just started from the uh the big old money company the money transmitter as they call it known as moneygram they have teamed up with uh the folks over at uh, stellar and stellar is a cryptocurrency it's been around for a long time it's one of the top 30 i guess you could say and they are uh, backed by the Stellar Development Foundation, and that's who's teamed up with MoneyGram through a partnership that launched on Friday, or is, is launching Friday? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's launching today. Uh, people can bring fiat currency into a MoneyGram location. They can convert it into cryptocurrency and go back if they want to. So if you've got crypto, you can, you can get cash uh, from MoneyGram locations. The service will use the USDC stablecoin, which is located on the Stellar network. So stablecoins, for listeners that don't know, are a cryptocurrency token that is backed supposedly by a U.S. dollar. And so usually the the traditional way of which doing this... Which is backed by nothing. Sure. Uh, the traditional <laughs> way of doing this is that they have dollars in a bank account. Now, there's big questions about some of these stablecoins out there. There was a huge crash recently with one of the algorithmic stablecoins that wasn't backed uh, by dollars. It was backed by an algorithm and crypto value, and that crashed and burned hard. I mean, yeah. Your algorithm is only as good as the assumptions you made when you wrote it. Yeah, this is and this is the problem. You know, people are talking about an unproven uh cryptocurrency or stablecoin as opposed to something that we've had you know a long time to evaluate uh and 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 there's a huge difference and i i keep this is driving me nuts because they Mm -hmm. they keep attacking you know the the um algorithmic stablecoins and it's like 
well, hold on a second. You know, Bitcoin, we've had a decade with Bitcoin, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. to understand it and to make sure, you know, the bugs are worked out and everything. But we haven't had that sure. with some of these algorithmic things. Well, and the other thing is, if if the guy who wrote the algorithm is any good, he can tell you what economic conditions will cause the algorithm to, to fail. fail. Mm. Um and and people forget about that and they say, oh, the algorithm's good, so the coin will never fail. That's nonsense. It's uh, an irrational I mean, a market is why this failed. Of an algorithmic coin is the U.S. dollar and fractional reserve banking. So long as you don't violate the assumptions they made when they uh, when they uh, developed the system, then everything will work but if 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 you guessed if they guessed wrong then banks will fail well, sure. and if they guessed catastrophically wrong then the FDIC will fail yeah. um yeah that's a great point and a lot of that has to do with whether people believe in it and how much they believe in it yeah right and you know i would say that they guessed catastrophically wrong and eventually the FDIC will fail I well don't right know the when. catastrophe isn't all on us entirely yet at this mm. point but it is uh, in oh, the beginning yeah. stages we're only seeing <laughs> we're only seeing the beginning of the bloodletting you know, yeah. until there are people until there is blood physical blood r- running in the streets we haven't seen the end of this thing this kind of reminds me of government right um particularly bad governments can take a really really long time to um, how do i say this uh you know go down look at venezuela they're still right, there right yeah. so it's and that's the same thing like you can you can have something go a long long time in, in yeah, terms they've of, been destroying the, they've absolutely destroyed the currency in venezuela yep. and they still haven't thrown those people out of office yet yeah. yeah, so it's it could be a the really long time. Still, still inhabit the corpse of Venezuela. The service uh, initially available in the U.S., Canada, Kenya, and the Philippines, and expanding to seven more countries this month and other countries later, is an example of the ways that... Oh, thank God they did Kenya. That prince can finally get his money out. <laughs> <laughs> it's an example of ways that new crypto markets are converging with traditional finance. It also shows how crypto needs to integrate with existing financial systems to bring in mainstream users. The partners plan to add crypto cash-outs in almost all money-gram countries which is over 200 countries by the end of this month. Quote, it's an interesting and tough problem, said Anand Iyer, the uh, founder at venture firm Canonical Crypto, which hasn't invested in Stellar but is actively watching the infrastructure market. He says, quote, it makes a lot of sense to have this deal because that's the only way you're going to get more crypto into the ecosystem, unquote. If Stellar and MoneyGram pull off the project and show they can attract new consumers to crypto, it could open up a much larger market for crypto and Web3 and serve as a model for other companies looking to increase access. They talk about later that uh, MoneyGram's got 420,000 retail locations. And that is a, I mean, if this indeed does become what they're saying that it could become, again, they're just starting with U.S. and and a few other countries. But if this does expand globally and you can go to any MoneyGram location with cash and walk out with with crypto, that's a pretty big deal. You know, you know, the one thing that we don't have yet, and I, I think this is something to keep in mind in just how how much of an infancy we still really are when it comes to cryptocurrencies and adoption 
we don't have the tools. Like if if you say you want to be paid in crypto, for example, how how does a business go about doing that? Right? Like yeah, it's the not to say payable department it, isn't quite prepared right. for that. Right? It's not to say it's not to say that a small business might not you know do that or a big business might not do that. But it's going to be a manual process. Um, the tools to actually you know make that uh, feasible at scale don't even exist at this fo- point, as far as I'm aware. So it, we are really in the infancy of cryptocurrency. Oh, absolutely, still They're right, thirteen years still. In. And it, and I think I think something to remember is this is not it's not a perfect example, but it's close enough. Credit cards, and I keep bringing this up, up because I, I like to emphasize this. They credit took cards, decades. It, it took 50, 60 years yeah. before it became you know widespread. And I'm going to put right. widespread in quotes because credit cards are still not everywhere. If you go to Europe, you know there's still lots of places that places that don't even, there's people don't have credit cards. They mm-hmm. don't use credit cards, and it's not to say they've never heard of a credit card. There's, they, they there's some have, businesses here in Keene that won't take them. Yeah, it, it, there's right, a lot of people right. who, who won't so, take them. So if, if it's paying your dog walker with a you know, credit card, if mm-hmm. it's taken 50, 60 years for credit cards to become widespread, don't be surprised. You know, that cryptocurrency isn't widespread at every merchant yet. It's going to take some time. It is. And it yeah. doesn't have unlike, you know, uh, you know, you know, Google or Apple, it right. doesn't have the marketing or the outreach uh, potential um, you know, right up front. So it's going to take longer. But and there's a chicken and the egg mm-hmm. problem too. It's like, well, you need to have users in order for businesses to right. be interested, but you also need to have businesses who are willing to accept it in order for users to use what's, it. What's amazing, and I think this is the thing that keeps you know cryptocurrency going, is that there is a use case for it effectively. Sure. It's the kin of cash. And there's a lot of people who understand the value of cash over something like a credit card or a bank or a wire transfer, something of that nature. Um, and those users are in part what makes cryptocurrency you know work today not I, just cash though cash plus banking right is right. is the potential well, that's the other i think that's the other factor right it has some it has value that cash doesn't have imagine never paying a well. bank fee again Indeed. Oh yeah, and Huge. that's why the banks are not so happy about crypto. And this is why this is why I get discounts all the time when I pay in crypto. There's more coming up here. Uh, more about this partnership and why it's, in my opinion, this is a pretty big deal. We'll talk about Huge. it coming up. Free talk live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have for you there. As we continue here, we'll take your calls and thoughts about whatever's on your mind. We were just talking about some pretty interesting news in the world of crypt, uh, cryptocurrency, and that is that the Stellar blockchain, the Stellar crypto, uh, which is more than just a crypto, it's got this whole uh, token system built into it. It's an ecosystem for crypto. It'll. It's got a basically a decentralized exchange built in at the ground floor mm-hmm. uh, for Stellar. So whatever tokens are on the Stellar blockchain can easily be exchanged for one another. Yeah, and natively. really clever implementation of of that, which is basically if you have um, Ether and you want Bitcoin, okay, you can um, basically put up 
a transaction or, or an offer where you say, I have this one thing and I want this this other thing. Mm-hmm. And when somebody else is sending a transaction it, um, to somebody else, to other uh, to other players, if their preferences are the opposite of yours, it will clear your transaction in the process of doing theirs. So basically, they'll send you what what you want to have and the buyer wants to spend and in exchange you will send to the seller what he wants and you Hmm. don't okay i didn't know it worked that way i thought it was just like a standard exchange where you can put market orders in and and that sort of thing they probably have that as as well but i thought the uh the side effect solution was really elegant wow um in that uh, everybody in it is doing something they want to do, so theoretically they'll do it for free. Uh, so the story here is about Stellar teaming up with MoneyGram, one of the uh, longest-running money transmitters out there. MoneyGram, you know, is a, a classic business model: is you go into a location, you give them some cash, tell them who you want them to uh, to send it to, show your ID, and then the person shows their ID wherever it is they're picking it up from. Uh, and then they get cash, and of course, MoneyGram takes a fee for that transaction. But the old prediction was that Bitcoin was going to put companies like that out of business because uh, you know cryptocurrency like Bitcoin makes it easy to transfer value from one person to another without having to involve a third party. Yeah, without. But having. if you're going from Bitcoin to not Bitcoin, or from uh, uh, not Bitcoin to Bitcoin, you still need somebody at the border yep. to do the exchange. Or the on-ramp, as yeah. uh, they're calling it in the business. It's, yeah, the it, on-ramp slash off-ramp, because right. you can't get on if you can't get off, and you can't get off if you can't get on. Pivoting is always a challenge in business. Especially um, for an older business. Yeah, it's you would think that it would be easy, given that you know a lot of these mega corporations you know, have huge amounts of profits and everything, but... Um, there's there's just so many examples of of businesses that have have they gone under that yeah. couldn't do it. I mean, look at Blockbuster. I mean, they were yeah. huge and uh, couldn't do it. Couldn't compete with Netflix, and uh, eventually went under. And yeah, they had decades, and they even deployed a Netflix uh, equivalent solution, uh, but little, they were too late. too late to the game, yeah. so they they couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, anything of size has inertia. Mm-hmm. And capital has form. It's not. It's not a bag of money that you can turn into into anything. It's buildings and and videotapes mm-hmm. and uh, cash registers. And, and the old way of doing things. That's the inertia, right? Like these dinosaurs. They don't have it. They can't turn on a dime. Yeah, uh, they don't. Have you can't the turn a cash register into a server. Yeah, and yeah. they don't have the vision uh, to be able to see what needs to happen. Early on in a lot of cases. Yeah, it, it's also often a regulatory hurdle, too. Um, it's harder for established businesses that are highly regulated to transition to something that may not be regulated yet sure. um, relative mm. to a nimble business. In many um, cases, they're rightfully afraid that the regulators right, are going to come in and crush them right. for it, too. Um, yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 just, yeah, I mean, uh, you've gone at, when you have an established business, over the years, there's certain things that end up happening, like you get sued, and then you have to put in certain rules or mm-hmm. whatever, and those rules can hamper you, whereas another business who's 
who's just starting up doesn't have any of that legal right. red tape that they have to worry about. Um, they don't, you know, they have it out. They might have an outside lawyer telling them what you know what they can and cannot do, mm-hmm. but they're not going to have that history of lawsuits or you know right. whatever else that puts a di- that ties their hands in other ways. So. And four out of five startups will fail. Sure. But that means one out of five will not fail. I want to tell you a little more about this story, but first, Major Payne is on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, well, you guys are talking about places that accept crypto and the difficulty of it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Finding a business that takes that is like finding a gas station that has free air or maybe a kerosene pump. Oh, no, no. It's way easier to find a business that takes crypto, especially if you... Not in most places. Not Well, I mean, especially if you include the internet, is what I was about to say. Well, I think he's talking about physical locations, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Hampshire, it's much easier in New Hampshire, but... um, But even here, it's not, like, everywhere. I mean, Keene's the best in the, I mean, in the state. It's not like but, credit cards, but, I mean, again, yeah. 60 years to... Right, to, it's too new. ...to see it's, widespread it's adoption. Um, but there's a surprising number of businesses in Keene that still take cryptocurrency, considering, you know, the small population of crypto users. True, so. but we have seen a few drop off just because businesses go out of business, like nobody yeah, was saying. Absolutely. There's some businesses yep. that just aren't here anymore. Yep. Well, there was a buddy of mine that uh, ran a company called Global Silver Investors. And uh, if my mind serves me correctly, it seems to me there's five mints that are authorized to produce coinage and bars that are not affiliated with the government. So anyway, he got hooked up with these religious sidewinders and ended up, you know, it ended up being a bad deal. But he had all these uh, $1 pieces and 10 cent pieces, and he was slinging them on the Internet. And he would sell them for spot plus like a buck, buck and a half over for, you know, the coinage and shipping mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yep. But anyway, one night he's in a restaurant and uh, his bill was like, I don't know, 60 bucks or something. And uh, the spot on silver at the time, if I remember, was like 62.50. Oh, wow. So he That tried didn't to last get, long. He, yeah. No, he tried. Yeah, yeah. But he tried to get his server to take. He was going to give him two of the dollar pieces, which would have been, you know, what, 65 bucks thereabouts. Okay. And uh, and two of the 10 cent pieces, which, you know, are a tenth of that, $3.50 or whatever for his tip. Okay. Why do you call something 10 cents when its value is not 10 cents? Well, it's the size of a dime, just to give you all proportion. Yeah. It's a tenth oh, okay. of a Don't feel bad. I had the same argument with the guy who started Liberty Dollar. I think you're talking about like maybe an ounce piece when you're saying dollar, which I, I agree uh, it's uh, confusing. Uh, it's uh, worth a lot dollar. more than a dollar. Yeah. The silver dollar was a troy ounce. Yeah, that's true. The old the old days, they did call it a dollar, uh, and we were going way, way back. But but right now, it's, I think it's just clearer to say it was an ounce of silver or maybe a quarter ounce or something or whatever. But anyway, go ahead. Well, that, What's the that, point of the story? That's why I mentioned spot, so you'd value yeah. it at $32.50 for the ounce. But anyway, so uh, the server is scratching his head, and he doesn't know what to do, so he goes and gets the manager. And this guy would not take... $20 over the value of the dinner mm. for the dinner. Yeah. He wanted dead president. Sure. People don't understand the value. Mm. 
Well, people don't understand the value and they don't always have an easy and ready way to convert the value. If you have to spend an hour figuring out what you're going to do with something that Mm -hmm. eats $20 worth of value. So I I think think to back up at the defense of the business here, there is a certain amount of cost to owing and exchanging something. Uh, one thing for another thing, or being able to—if if, if you're if able you to use it, it, if yeah. you're able to spend it, not a problem. But something like that is kind of hard to spend. So getting it—this is the whole getting it off the ground thing. And this is one of the reasons why cryptocurrencies um, have kind of been hard to get off the ground mm-hmm. to and get hard to get people to accept them. But at the same time, it's way easier than silver at this point because there are places to spend it at least yeah. versus you know. But there still aren't very many silver. off ramps, and that's what Stellar is looking to solve here with their Absolutely. team up with uh, MoneyGram. Well, this is another silver and gold backed stables. More on the way. It's free talk live. Thanks, Major. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And just having a conversation in uh, the break there on our YouTube chat room where somebody who's listening supposedly regularly uh, doesn't understand the difference between Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And he uh, or she or whoever it is thinks that we are quote unquote shills for Bitcoin. Huh? It's like nothing could be further from the truth. We are not shills. <laughs> for, for the record... I advise against long-term investment in Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin BTC is going to die. Yeah, I, I um, want to. I want to clarify my position on this too. Now, um, I, I I'm not advocating for investing in crypto. Period. I don't think it's. I'm not saying it's not the best investment in all of human history. I'm just saying I don't. That's not the thing that I. That's not the reason I think people should be using cryptocurrency. You're not in it for the money, right? Yeah, it's a good point to uh, to clear that up. Uh, I, you know, a lot of us got into cryptocurrency because of the vision for human freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And we started with Bitcoin BTC because that's all there was in the beginning. And then there were mm-hmm. these alternatives that came out that were competing with Bitcoin BTC. And for a long time, I didn't understand the reason why anyone cared because for a long yeah. time, Bitcoin was useful as currency it did have low fees it was useful in uh you know any part of the world even the poorest parts of the world because of the low fees it was useful as electronic peer-to-peer cash Mm. and then the people who were in charge of running or uh, programming bitcoin destroyed it by refusing to upgrade the uh, the code and make it so it would scale with user demand and keep the keep the fees low. So they basically turned it from this useful thing into this savings program. Yeah, it's 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 the best kind of way to describe it is Digital they refused lead. they they refused to fix the bug, right? Or they refused yeah. to fix a critical issue. Like it's like somebody giving you a car, right? Uh, or you s- selling somebody a car, and then when there's a defect discovered, the manufacturer refuses to fix it, but they have a copyright on it or a patent on it or something, and only they can fix it. It's like, well, if you can't use it anymore, anybody can fix bugs in Bitcoin. They just right, can't which is call it BTC, which is why on. you end up forking. And this is a good use case for forking, yes. which is funny because we we're just having a conversation about how forking is not usually the, the best solution or yeah, not I think the, off the air, right? Y- yeah, yeah, off the air. <laughs> but there are certain circumstances where forking makes sense, and um, but 
what we were actually talking about off air was that, you know, a lot of the times, especially it seems like in the crypto space, people fork stuff um, when it's not really necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe initially you fork it. You create something, but you should be submitting those patches upstream if you mm-hmm. want to see your code live on and make sure it's you know viable and everything else moving forward. Because if everybody's maintaining their own code base, but of course, the problem with with Bitcoin BTC is they steadfastly refuse right. to fix their. And that's their why problems. that's why making mm-hmm. a copy of it and releasing right. their own version that they have to maintain actually made sense because that right. was the only way it was going to happen. And that's why Bitcoin Cash came out, and Dash, of course, is another great. Uh, competitor and that's always it's like we don't support quote unquote bitcoin btc in that it's not useful as uh for transactional purposes and but we do support the cryptos that are the problem that that's that the part of the problem that's our fault okay is that we frequently use the word bitcoin the way people use the word kleenex Mm, that's true um and uh, and that's kind of unavoidable in a branded in a branded. I think society. we're better at it than we used to be. But you know, we are, I think, I think better at it than than we used to be. But I catch myself doing it mm. all the time, saying Bitcoin when I mean crypto. Yeah, yeah, certainly when I ask cashiers at restaurants, I'll probably use the word Bitcoin. Do you accept Bitcoin? Uh, just because that's I know because it's known. It, it's, it's known. More, I, I know that. If you say that. cryptocurrency, I mean, but it's known because it's hyped, and it's hyped right. because it's not the best. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the other. Uh, one of the other options, Stellar, is what we've been talking about tonight. Teaming a stellar up option with MoneyGram now. Uh, according to the story here at Protocol.com, they say uh, for Stellar, the deal is part of its goal of opening up access to crypto to unders- uh, underserved or unbanked populations. And this is what, for me, really, uh, really made Stellar stand out when I first heard about it years ago. Was mm. the fact that they were interested in doing something that Bitcoin was originally supposed to do. Bitcoin right. was supposed to be something that somebody in the darkest depths of Africa, as long as they could get on the internet, even if they're making a dollar or less a day, would still be able to afford to send mm-hmm. Bitcoin transactions. That is impossible because fees now. should be a fraction of a penny. Exactly. But that is impossible now in the current Bitcoin BTC network. But Stellar's always been focused on keeping fees low and keeping mm-hmm. crypto accessible to people anywhere on the planet, especially the unbanked uh, populations. Yeah. And the thing is, once you have a common monetary system that you can share with people in Africa, Mm -hmm. okay, and and you can do that with as little friction as possible, uh, they're operating in the same economy that you're operating Mm, in. And, And the world becomes a smaller, closer place where... Uh, you know, the without value, banks, without banks, without middlemen, without mm-hmm. regulators in yeah. the way. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm always amazed. Uh, you know, people people talk about crypto as like you know they're uh, fear mongering, and and all I'm thinking in the back of my head is what other currencies like fiat currencies can you spend or uh you know like receive and be able to spend them both locally and internationally there's mm-hmm. almost nothing other than cryptocurrencies um and well, maybe uh, maybe historically US the dollars but was the dollar right but but this is the only that's what they mean right. when they say reserve currency of the world this is the only cryptocurrencies bitcoin probably and maybe bitcoin cash 
um, are probably the only two real examples and maybe a few of those others. But the point is, basically, cryptocurrencies are the only real example of a, a competitor to the U.S. dollar, you know, internationally. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you know? But but the most important thing is once you're in crypto, there are at least potential technological solutions that make it so it doesn't matter if you prefer Bitcoin and the other guy prefers mm. Bitcoin cash. And that's why I thought the uh, the exchange algorithm that I described was so important because it makes competing currencies irrelevant and and gets the idea of currency closer to being what it represents and what it represents is value in a pure form danelle dixon's the ceo of the stellar development foundation she said about this deal quote from that standpoint this really changes potentially a huge amount and really brings the cash-based world into the digital economy we're actually really trying to target those users that have cash and really grow their opportunity unquote because up until now Mm -hmm. if you don't have a bank account you are mostly shut out from the world of of cryptocurrency, oh, yeah. with the exception. And if you try to, and if somebody tries to let you in, they may go to prison for it. Yeah, with the exception, because that's why they're coming after the, the Crypto Six, yes. which you can learn about at thecrypto6.com. With the exception of Bitcoin vending machines, where you can use cash, it's just they may not always be accessible. They may not have, you know, in some cases, fees lower than twenty percent. Uh, so if you want to get an actual decent deal on the purchase, you're basically out of options unless you can find somebody in real life who's desperate and willing to sell it like a market price which is very very hard to do in, in most places so this potential deal this deal on the table with uh, stellar could change all that yeah! this is free talk live and you can join us here the number 603-283-6160 we're talking about a, a pretty big deal that apparently just started today uh, with the Stellar Development uh, Foundation, they're the uh, group that works on the Stellar blockchain, making it better, improving it, etc. And they've kind of come up with an interesting deal with MoneyGram, which has hundreds of thousands, over 420,000 retail locations all around the planet. Now, not all of them are on board with this yet. But uh, locations in the U.S., Canada, Kenya, and the Philippines are on board. And seven more countries will be coming on this month. They're expecting up to 200 countries by the end of this month, perhaps, on this deal that will allow users to go physically into a MoneyGram location, put cash down on, you know, give that to the, the vendor or whatever, and then receive crypto specifically the usdc that's the uh, us dollar stable coin that's issued by circle and coinbase i think that's who's behind usdc that will come into your stellar wallet uh and then you can do whatever you want with that you can then buy bitcoin with it you could buy ethereum with it you could buy the nigerian naira with it you can but there's so many different things that are on the stellar blockchain i don't even know you know probably one percent of uh, of what is on there and of course you can always take your you can buy stellar itself and then you can take those to uh, other exchanges and exchange them for you know anything you want. So this is an interesting way to get people who have cash into the world of cryptocurrency without having to use the banks. Now, of course, you are still dealing with a regulated financial institution known as MoneyGram. And so, therefore, know your customer rules are going to apply. You are going to have to show ID 
uh, in order to do this. But that's just that's just the way it is, unfortunately, with these uh, these on ramps as they call them. Mm. So, yeah, the best way to get crypto is to receive it, to accept it. For services uh, because, or whatever, yeah. Because if you're if you're accepting it, then you don't have to worry about the KYC stuff. Sure, if you're somebody's going to pay you, right? So if you've got a business or a service or something that you do, just let people know. All you got to do is advertise the fact that you take it. But and- for somebody that doesn't have that option, which is probably most people. Uh, mm. If they, you know, you're getting your paycheck. If you work for a large There's, corporation, yeah, they're I mean, not going to revamp yeah, their the, accounting in, system for you. Nope. Sure. I, I agree with you guys on that. But the thing is, I think you underestimate the number of small businesses in America. Um, it's Not all small businesses will do it either. A tiny fraction of small businesses will oh, do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, but what I'm trying to say is that most uh, individuals, or I should say a, a, surprisingly, a surprising percentage of the population uh, does have the ability to start accepting cryptocurrency themselves directly for um you know some sort of work that they perform um there are more small businesses than large businesses in the united states mm-hmm. like for example so that's just what i'm trying to get at basically. you can try it never hurts to ask yep uh, but for the rest of us you know that that you know rest of people can't do that then they might just want to take an extra 20 bucks and buy some crypto and this is this is this is gonna certainly be the way an onboarding uh you know for those who can't i 100 percent agree with you on that since Stellar launched in 2014, this story from Protocol.com, its focus has been on payments. Last year, the company added USDC to its network, enabling people to pay much less than on other systems like Ethereum due to Stellar's low fees, which are typically a small fraction of a penny. Especially in today's bear market, boosting accessibility is a way to address the misconception that crypto is just for trading, since this improves other uses such as payments, said Dixon. For Stellar, isn't, payment, isn't a payment trading? I guess you could look at I it that I think way. when they say trading, they must mean investment. I think they mean swapping one currency for another. Every time you buy or sell, it's a trade. I think they're talking about swapping one crypto for another crypto in the hopes yeah. of uh, making a profit. Yeah, for that's st- just investment. For Stellar, that new product uh, that the new product uses USDC instead of its native token, the XLM, highlights the organization's recent focus on stablecoins. Dixon sees the future of crypto payments in stablecoins. She says, we don't prefer XLM over anything else. In fact, we prefer stablecoins. They're a really nice way for payments to be leveraged, she says. And that's that really makes sense. It, it frees you from the, uh, from the market risk of holding the XLM token mm-hmm. because you're only in it for a moment while the transaction's going on. Um, I really think that, that the future is going to be commodity-based uh, stable coins. Like an ounce of gold backing um, An crypto? ounce of gold, even an ounce of pork bellies. Okay. Um, or a pound of pork bellies or whatever they denominate pork bellies in because, you know, once you get to the point where you and your counterparty don't have to be in the same commodity, okay, then commodity the commodities market moves into this mass of things that's been subsumed by crypto we've already mentioned crypto can replace money and crypto can replace banking uh crypto can also replace moneygram although mm-hmm. moneygram can make money off it while that's in in the process of happening um but crypto can also replace the commodities market. Mm-hmm. And the commodities market in Chicago is horribly rigged. 
Uh, you can't get, for example, you can't get physical delivery of gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Um, You're buying it on paper. Without doing privileged magic. Mm-hmm. I was trying when I worked for Citibank to buy a thousand ounces of silver on the commodities exchange and actually get it delivered to to me. They don't and have it. Every commodities broker I talked to just told me I was crazy. Yeah, they don't have it. Uh, bringing together traditional financial company with a newfangled blockchain group wasn't simple. MoneyGram and Stellar began talking in 2019, and the companies then built an adapter that showed it was possible for Stellar and MoneyGram systems to connect. The companies started talking about this current product in March of last year. In one key meeting last summer, the uh, Dixon with uh, Stellar told the MoneyGram CEO, Alex Holmes, that, quote, the thing that had been missed in a lot of different spaces is how much blockchain and crypto needs MoneyGram, unquote. The product was yeah. built over the last several months, or the next several months, and a pilot began in November. MoneyGram has licenses and operations in 200 countries and territories with more than 420,000 agent locations, which allowed for a relatively quick build. Their president of uh, vice president of business development at Stellar praised MoneyGram's ability to abstract out all the complexity. Stellar's seen payments grow more than 500% on its network in the last year, but it needs to increase access for retail users. I wonder if that adapter is open source because that is something that that could be real really valuable for other companies that mm-hmm. want to gateway their dollar accounting system to other uh, currencies. In 2016, they launched their first Anchors, a network of regulated financial institutions, money services businesses, stablecoin issuers, and other providers of on-ramps and off-ramps, and now have about 50 of those companies in places like Brazil, Nigeria, the Philippines, and the U.S., but most of the Anchors on Stellar are regional, and not all have physical cash in or out locations, so MoneyGram will be sort of a super anchor for Stellar. So here's how it's going to work, and again, this is supposedly started today in the United States, the Philippines, Kenya, and Canada. A customer initiates a transaction on a compatible wallet, which they use two different wallets so far. There may be more in the future, but they're called Lobster, L-O-B-S-T-R, and Vibrant. Uh, They initiate the transaction, then they bring dollars or other fiat money into a MoneyGram location. The agent verifies the identity of the user and loads the funds into the customer's digital wallet as a MoneyGram transaction using the Stellar blockchain network. And, of course, you can do it in the reverse way as well. You can cash out from your Stellar wallet and pick up the cash at a MoneyGram uh, location. So they're saying that already those two wallets, Lobster and Vibrant, are already live at launch. And the companies are working on supporting other, both custodial and non-custodial wallets. Uh, MoneyGram said the service will be offered. This is the most important thing here. No fees for the first 12 months in order to boost adoption. That could cause an explosion in in crypto adoption that that really could because a mm. big stop to crypto adoption has been the high the fees, fees for do you want to pay 15 percent, 15 to 20 percent at the local bitcoin vending machine or zero percent right now and again the question is what is it going to be after 12 months uh, i mean to some degree we we have had low fees though through exchanges so but that's that's not who competing people with. can't get exchange accounts yeah you have to have a bank in order to have an exchange account and a bank that won't close your account yeah good luck with that uh the number is 603-283-6160 it's free talk live
This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join us, the number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian Nobody and Chris here in the studio. We're talking about a pretty big development uh, from Stellar, which is one of the, the top 30, I would say, cryptocurrencies out there. It's been as high as the top 10. Uh, it's not there at the moment, but it is still a, a relevant crypto. And they come up with an interesting deal with MoneyGram in the United States and Canada, Philippines, and Kenya to start. But they're expecting to expand this globally to all 420,000 MoneyGram locations if this goes well. And that is to allow people to bring cash into MoneyGram locations and convert that cash into cryptocurrency. Uh, specifically the USDC stablecoin, which you could then use to exchange for whatever other crypto uh, that you want to exchange it to. And they're starting this up today. This is apparently day number one of this particular product, the service being available again in the U.S. They say that they're going to be offering the service for no fees in the first 12 months to boost adoption. And that's an incredible uh, promotion. And we're not, we're, by the way, just to clarify, this isn't you know, we're not sponsored by Stellar. We're not sponsored by MoneyGram. This isn't some sort of an advertisement. Uh, you know, I'm open to hear criticisms on this. I think this is a great idea. What, what's, what I think is interesting about this is how this will impact the com- competition and reduce the fees potentially Possibly. of all the competitors. You mean from like a Bitcoin vending machine or something? Yeah, Bitcoin vending machine. Everybody. That's basically the competitor here. I yeah. mean, there's, they're, they're not competing with the exchanges. They're competing to get the people who don't have exchange access into the world of cryptocurrency. But they're also competing with exchanges because, you know, some if you have a choice between sending a wire transfer to Bittrex and walking into your local uh, Walmart... Well, Walking into your Walmart I mean, is quicker, easier, sure. I, and if there's I, no fee, if there's it's no even fee. cheaper. I, yeah. That's a good question. I'm not. I was say I'm not sure about that, but I guess it depends. I, maybe you, well, if there's I mean, no I mean, fee, he's absolutely right. They are definitely then com- uh, they're definitely then competing with exchanges because it, exchanges are going to charge you maybe right. a half a percent or something like right. that. Well, I'm uh, but it's not just that. It's, it's getting an account, getting an account with an exchange, which is a huge hassle. You have to dance right. for them, but you here, know, you here's have a question. to send them your ID and your stupid. Well, you're going to have to ID Once in this case. Once you've done that, though, it's probably easier to do it through an exchange, I would think, than it is to go sure, into a Walmart. Sure, you jump the hoops. But you're right. I wonder, and this is the thing, I think it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about somebody who's just mm-hmm. getting into crypto, it's not going to be as easy to set up an exchange, at an exchange as it is to be walk into a Walmart right. and show an ID. But Or if you have some experience, every exchange that I've applied to save one has turned me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's hard to get into. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to use you guys as as as, a, as an was, example. That but. was before I was arrested. I haven't been applying to it to uh, sure. exchanges since my arrest. Sure, I understand that. I, I, but I mean, just because you're you're how do I say this? You hadn't yet been arrested doesn't necessarily mean that that there was not some messaging going around by government agents, you know, at ba- threatening banks be. or Even something along those lines. before the day I started? Yeah, that's a good point. It is not easy to get into these exchanges, and they uh, it has it's gotten harder over time, not easier to, to get oh, into Oh, for them. sure. 
So really the big question is what happens after the 12 months? So 12 months, no fees. I mean, it's a no-brainer at that point. I mean, there's no reason not to to try this service out. If I weren't on insane bail conditions prohibiting me from using crypto, I'd be there tonight or tomorrow to uh, mm. to try this service because it sounds pretty pretty amazing. Uh, but according to the MoneyGram CEO, Holmes, he says the price of transactions will eventually be priced competitive with buying and selling crypto or with sending remittances. The World Bank reports the average remittance fees paid on conventional money transfers in 2021 were a little more than 6%. So if they're going to charge 6% huh. on future transactions, that still beats every Bitcoin yeah. vending machine out there that's a good, uh, that I've ever seen. I mean, that's yeah. that's at least... Somewhere between two and what fourteen percent lower, basically, yeah. than than a, a vending machine. MoneyGram sees. This- I mean, you could literally operate a operate a money a vending machine while buying and selling from them. Yeah. <laughs> MoneyGram sees the stellar deal bringing in new customers who want to get into or are already into crypto, as well as providing a new product for existing customers. Holmes notes overlap between immigrants who use MoneyGram to send money overseas and uh, populations in Latin America that show strong crypto interest. In addition, by integrating with Stellar, it enables any other wallet on that network to plug into MoneyGram, adding more potential customers. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out over time. And, you know, kudos to MoneyGram for being willing to try something new here. Yeah, honestly, this just mm-hmm. made them not irrelevant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they may stay around a little yeah. while longer. Um, it's their competitors this. that I would be, uh, which which actually begs the question. Western Union what? will be doing the same thing. Yeah, that's what I'm just about to say. Sometimes. Soon. I, this seems like it may be a uh, the start of a trend in terms of these regulated entities jumping into the crypto space. And when that happens, potentially it will set off the firestorm of adoption that's yeah. going to cause the values to explode. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um, like I I've been talking to people about how like crypto tends to you know it goes it it just it histor- historically it's gone drop down and it's dropped. Um, but usually it's not dropped by more than like half of what it was at its height. And like, so right now I, I would say, I, again, I'm, I could be wrong here. It could go down, but, um, I got a feeling we're probably at the lows. Like this would probably be a great time to get in. Not that I'm advocating anybody go out and buy it, but if, if I were like, this probably is a good time to go, especially if that does happen. Don't go out and, and it, buy it until the day after my bail conditions end. We got more, well, anyway, uh, like I said, I'm not going out and buying anything. I'm just saying, you know, I, I want to get if these I were calls to. On, on the line here. We got uh, somebody calling in from uh, the 918 area code. You're on a free talk live on screen call. Go ahead. Sounds like a screeching. Uh, I don't know if they're kissing us or if that's like a screeching animal. Or Sounds something. like a pig. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call. I a think. Baby Let's go to pig. We made him squeal like pig. Jack, <laughs> Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm in the uh, federal government's occupied territory of Washington State. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and they they allow me to smoke weed here. So thank you, my government. So thank you. Is that now? <laughs> In, in a cage, you're allowed to smoke weed? No, he's in Washington State. Washington, I'm allowed to. The government allows oh, 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 okay. Me They're so kind. Was that why you were calling tonight? No, I was going to, you know, I, I want to bring up, um, like, inflation. Earlier, sure. it really depressed me. You talked about Venezuela. You know, their currency lost all their money, and, you know, it was you know, fire tinder, and how their governments don't control. But if you look at history, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. 
so Rome, you know, um, East Germany. Um, Rome wasn't sacked in the day. Hmm. Isn't mm. there a saying like that? Yeah, it wasn't, though. Yeah, you're right. But it just happened all at once still when it did happen. Hard to mm. decipher between the two. Well, yeah, a lot of times these uh, big historic changes in governments do happen very quickly, and unexpectedly so. Yeah, yeah, they frequently divide, too, um, so you might end up with like a the country. USSR. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the USSR or the Roman Empire, on numerous occasions, it, it, it just kind of divided. It got cut in half mm-hmm. because of, um, I don't know if you call them warlords, but something equivalent to warlords, you know, d- divvying up the Roman Empire, and then, yeah, and then it kind of like, what was the Roman Empire after they expanded was no longer the Roman Empire, but the Roman Empire still existed, because it was a, but it was in a totally different area. Yeah, so it still exists. <laughs> now they call it the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it could be succession. Everyone breaks off into their own move with your feet, you know, vote with your feet thing. Which secession. You guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, secession. I, I apologize. It's a new word to me. Most people never heard it, so I, I guess I'm in the plus side of that. So, well, they're going to you know, be hearing a lot more about it, I think, as uh, things conditions continue to worsen here in the United States. People mm-hmm. need to talk more. The words national divorce are being used more commonly these days, and whatever it takes to get the conversation started. Yeah, national fine. divorce is good. We could be good. seeing the beginning of the end of the American empire. May it rot in hell. I hope it's going to end sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because um, they stretched it out a lot in Venezuela. Yeah. I, I, like, the, I, like, to, I like to choice words independence, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. And it's actually speaking of, speaking of uh, independence, we actually just got in shirts today you uh, did, yeah. that that uh, basically say um, it's not me, it's you, and then it has United States with New Hampshire because you know for the New Hampshire independence. It's not movement. you, it's me is actually what it says. But sorry, my bad. Not much of a difference. <laughs> yeah. And then it's got the uh, the image of the U.S. and New Hampshire, and on the backside, NHExit.us, right? Yep. Now those shirts are not available online though. No, they're exclusively available at the Pokemon Freedom Festival and Fork Fest coming up. So, so you got to be there to get one of these things. You only have a hundred of them. That's right, right? hundred. One. And then they're gone. Yep, then they're gone. Uh, Jack, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, check out ForkFest.Party to learn more about that. And uh, you can join us online between now and tomorrow night over at freetalklive.com, where, by the way, tomorrow we are expecting the return of Mark Edge. He should be joining us again for uh, the next few weeks of broadcast. Just it's to be edgy. Free Talk Live. 